Welcome to Focus Consulting Group's new podcast, The Investment Leader's Guidebook. I'm your host, Keith Robinson, and I'm delighted to have with me today our founder, Jim Ware. In this episode, What Should Investment Leaders Focus On? I'm going to interview Jim and get his wisdom on what are the kinds of things that as we enter 2024, investment leaders really should be paying attention to. Now, most of you probably know Jim, but for those of you who don't, Jim is a CFA holder. Jim was an investment analyst and then a portfolio manager for about 20 years or so prior to founding Focus Consulting Group 25 years ago. Jim's a noted speaker and author. He's written over six books. He's authored numerous white papers and certainly done a whole lot of blogs that you can find on our website. So I'd like to welcome Jim to the podcast. Jim, welcome and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, happy to, Keith. Thanks for picking on my uh, thoughts here. We'll see if we can come up with a few good ones. I'm sure you will. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to this interview because I think it'll be fun to help leaders really get centered and focused as we enter the new year. It's hard to believe we're already six six weeks into the new year. But Jim, as we enter 2024, what are leaders most concerned about? What are you hearing with all the leaders that you deal with day in and day out? Yeah, important question. Let me just say, to preface all of our conversation, Keith, I'm going to keep my my comments just about the people side of the business, which is where we focus. There are lots of people out there who will give you ideas about funds flows and you know market metrics and all that sort of stuff. I think we are unique in that we're going to give you really good insights on what happens in the relationships within organizations, with the culture of the organization, that sort of thing. So when you ask what are leaders thinking about, our clients are telling us that culture is more important than ever. And that was the founding uh, topic for focus years ago was what's going on with investment cultures and, and leadership. So the other things that that come to mind for our clients is succession, rewards, and autonomy. Autonomy, given the experience of the pandemic, has really come forward because now firms have had to test out the idea of remote work and we're coming back to where what's the right blend of remote and some of our clients work totally autonomous that you know you can work where you want how you want when you want so that's an interesting uh, formula to get right within organizations so th those things are top of mind as far as what our leaders are thinking about the ones we work with yeah, you know, Jim, it's interesting because I'll add one more to that. And it's usually where do we tend to get a lot of work? And over the past several years, really since the pandemic, we've gotten a lot of work on development. And we mm -hmm. certainly know that newer generations into the industry want to be developed. We mm -hmm. are doing a lot more remote development. But it is certainly something that people are focusing on because now we have to lead and manage in a new way, yep. certainly with remote and it's a different skill set. So we've been spending a lot of time doing work with remote leaders on how to actually create culture, reinforce culture, but do it in a way that develops their talent. Yeah, and that's a great point because we do a lot of research on cultures in the investment world. And we found that 
of the we look at four main needs that people have when they show up at a job. One is that they want to feel safe, they don't want to be abused or you know treated poorly or anything. They want to belong, they want to be on a team, they want to be part of an organization that values them. And then the third would be they want to develop, just like you said. And we found that in our research that that is the biggest ask, that's the biggest need from firms. So I'll pay a compliment here to you, Keith, because you have done so much good work around talent development uh, in response to that ask from clients. And, and the fourth thing is purpose. You know, all organizations these days are being asked by younger workers to really state what is our purpose? Why do we exist and what's important? So if you get those four things right, and again, that's you know safety, security, belonging, connection, mastery, development, purpose, meaning. If you get those four things right, you, you've are a long way down the path of having a great culture and a place people want to work. Absolutely, and you know, Jim, I know you've written and spoken all over the world, uh, many different topics about leadership and about culture. What gets the most attention when you're out there speaking and talking mm -hmm. to other leaders? Well, it's it's funny one of the one of the things that gets a lot of attention and has real staying power is the term we came up with, Red X, which is the person in an organization who may be very, very talented. That That's not the issue, but they don't fit very well within the organization. So years ago, when we were putting together material on strong cultures, we had a little Venn diagram and the overlapping circles would be the values of the organization, which typically these days are client-focused, integrity teamwork and excellence. Those are what <clears throat> most investment firms are really shooting for. And in the middle is where all of the culture carriers would live. They'd be showing all four of those. And we had a little red X that, that demonstrated someone who was <clears throat> maybe very excellent, but not the other three or two of the other three. And we didn't have much in mind when we put Red X down, but it turned out that was a sticking point. And to this day, clients will call us and say, you know, we got a Red X problem. <laughs> and I always kind of rub my hands together and go, oh, that's cool. That really stuck. Um, but <clears throat> the uh, the things that, that people are concerned about are the same ones that relationships within the organization. That's where we excel. And that means the trust, the accountability, the candor, the curiosity, all that has to really be in place for strong organization. And that's what leaders look to us to help them with. Yeah, I know for us, it's always been about positioning your talent for success, really helping them excel, making sure that they're at their best. So I know for many leaders, one of the aspects of their journey is to really get to know through the skills you just mentioned, trust, accountability, candor, curiosity, really helping to get to know their talent in such a way that they can put them in their genius, right? We talk about genius as much as humanly possible. Uh, so that's certainly something that I hear a lot about. And actually, I'm going to go speak about next week is genius and thinking like a CEO. And curiosity is one of those skills, appreciation being another and putting people in their genius being the third. Yeah. Yep. Jim, if you have one piece of advice for new leaders in an investment firm, what would that piece of advice be? Yeah, well, <clears throat> what I've found with, with new leaders, the ones that were coaching, is just to be very communicative, to, to talk a lot, to check in with your people. Like you just said, to get to know where 
their level, their expertise is, what we call genius. And if anything, to over-communicate. So I'll give you an example. There was a new chief investment officer that we were working with, and he was wondering about if, if one of his analysts was following the right industries. And he started speculating with me about, do you think that this would be right for him? You know, and finally I just stopped and I said, have you asked him? <laughs> he said, no. And that has been probably the single biggest tip I can offer to any leaders anywhere is talk to your people. Don't make anything a mystery. You know, Keith and I like to say uh, no surprises and no, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, what do we say? No surprises, no. No surprises and no guessing. Yeah, that's it. No guessing. So that's where the asking questions would come in is, you know, if, you, if you're wondering if people are motivated about a certain type of work they're doing, ask them, does this kind of work motivate you? If any kind of question that you're having with your people, just talk to them about it. And for so many leaders, that's it's been a big help in their leadership. It's just that over-communication. Don't leave any guessing. You know, ask the questions. Yeah, I know we're big, we're big believers in transparency. You know, Jim, you have this expression, we worship at the altar of clarity. And that's the whole idea, right? Of not guessing and making sure you ask and being really clear in how you communicate and what you communicate. We do know that transparent leaders have an edge to those who tend to hold the cards close to their vest, right? So certainly being more transparent is a good thing. Sort of all builds back to this idea that, you know, you have hired adults, so treat them like adults. They do this really weird thing. They actually act like adults. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're real with your people, you know, genuine, authentic, they get that and they, they trust you more and they, they're willing to have better conversations, reveal more to you. So just showing up as 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 some somewhat vulnerable. That's an aspect of trust and authentic and real. Puts you way down the path as a new leader towards building the kind of followership you'd want. A absolutely. You know, Jim, this is an emotional profession. We like to think it's a very analytical uh, profession. But of course, you were, you were an investment analyst and then a portfolio manager. And we know how the markets can be very volatile up and down. It can be a very bumpy ride. And it can be very emotionally uh, draining from time to time. Sure. Um, sure. How can leaders and, by the way, investors maintain a steady, consistent mindset? Well, I think this is where we've been really helpful. We have a simple model over and under the line, which talks about when you're over the line, you're in that calm, centered, thoughtful place, curious place when you're under the line something's spinning for you. you you've got some fear about something you're you're agitated you're upset uh, you may be uh, short with people or uh, critical with people in a not constructive way so so we've used that simple model of over and under the line to teach a whole bunch of skills so the the real answer to your question keith is that they need to learn a set of skills just like you'd learn a set of skills for analyzing a stock or a bond that will help them maintain that over the line mindset and these skills are you know practiced and tried and true and we practice them at focus consulting group and and they're things like being present 
you know, checking in with yourself. Am I really in the here and now, or is my mind spinning on a bunch of stuff? We can't change the past. We don't know the future. So all we can really control is what's going on right here, right now. And we will work with people on breathing exercises, just, you know, the same stuff the Navy SEALs do that they teach their folks who are actually life and death situation. Hopefully we don't consider our work life and death, uh, but we'll teach them same techniques and asking questions. So getting curious, you know, like instead of getting all upset in a situation with someone who hasn't gotten a piece of work done, get curious, you know, help me understand is a phrase we like, help me understand why that work isn't done. And maybe you find out from the person that they've had a horrible personal tragedy in the last 48 hours. And then your whole mindset shifts to, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And it's a whole different than if you just attack them and say, you're not getting your work done on time and I'm pissed off. You know, that that just goes in a bad direction. So a lot of skills that help people stay centered, stay, you know, in their good leadership mindset. Yeah, it goes right back to that. No surprises, no guessing. You don't want any surprises or guessing for your direct reports or for your team, but similarly, you shouldn't be surprised or guessing about what's really going on in your organization. And that's the idea of practicing curiosity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Curiosity is huge, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a primary skill and, and frankly, it's one that we don't really think of as a skill. We just think of it as a mindset, but it actually is a skill and you can improve and get more skillful at practicing curiosity, for example. And of course, that's a whole chapter on that in high performing investment teams. Yeah. Uh, the yep. book that you wrote years ago, which still winds yep. up being our, our best seller to date. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, like, that's you know, Keith, I was listening. Uh, we took a long drive, my wife and I yesterday, and, and they happen to have John Gottman podcast. Speaking of podcasts and what we're up to right now. And one of the things he said, uh, Gottman's an expert on personal relationships, marriage. And he said, curiosity is like the, the most important thing to, to stay curious and interested in, in what your spouse is up to. And when, when they reach out with a comment or a, about their day or something, summon up that curiosity about, that's interesting. And uh, how'd you feel about that? You know, sort of thing instead of just, eh, okay, yeah, I've heard this before. Which yeah, and so far, <laughs> and that's any relationship, right? Absolutely, right. whether it's your marriage right. or your children <clears throat> or you know your partners, your friends, all of that matters. And if you want to stay connected, you got to stay curious. Yeah. So, Jim, as we wrap up here, a little bit of a shameless promotion for the podcast. This is our first podcast, and we'll have more to come, roughly about every two weeks or so. But what are the top three reasons people in the investment industry should listen to this podcast? Well, first and foremost, as I started off the podcast, we're, we're the only firm that I know of that really goes deep into the mindset of investment people. So if you want to find out you know, what's happening with, with flows of funds or market metrics or who's beating the market and that stuff, there's lots of firms that will give you that data. And we know that data, but we're not unique in that. We are unique in offering up what makes good cultures within the investment world, what's happening with cultures. A lot of the questions that Keith asked me uh, in this podcast about what are leaders thinking about, that's the stuff that that we can bring unique insights to. So 
that that really in a sense covers all three i mean that's why you'd want to listen to these because we're going to give you insights about i mean the three might be culture what's happening in the culture what's happening with strategies and what's happening uh, with leaders and then a whole host of you know succession and talent development and rewards and that kind of stuff as well but those three big pillars the leaders the culture and the strategies that we're seeing those are big and we're going to give you insights that that others won't yeah well thank you jim and Certainly, the Investment Leaders Guidebook is really all about providing different angles and different thoughts, different approaches to talent and all things talent, all things work environment. So we're delighted to bring this to you, different topics that we'll talk about through different episodes. And we'll bring in not only focus consulting group experts, but we'll also bring leaders in from around the investment industry who will have conversations with who've used all the things that we teach and all the things that we believe in. So, Jim, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your participation. Of course, the only way to kick off the podcast is with the founder. So thank you for doing that. We really uh, enjoyed that. It's been my pleasure to bring this to all of you. And thanks. We hope you'll see us again.